Welcome back to another episode of the RAG Report podcast, my daily bulletin show where I bring to you recruitment owners, advisors and suppliers to the industry to give their take on what's going on, how they're coping and, and thoughts for the future so that we can all navigate together through COVID-19. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Alessandro Mantel. He's the Managing Director of Mantel Associates, a life sciences and pharmaceutical headhunting firm based in central <laughs> London. Someone I've known for about a year, we started talking about a year, yeah, about a year. About a year ago. And uh, he's, uh, he's what I'd call one of the youngest but most uh, ambitious guys I've met who owns a recruitment agency. Um, and uh, I've been excited to hear what, what he's been up to during the uh, lockdown. So, Alessandro, thanks for taking the time out, mate. Thank you very much for having me on, Sean. And it's been, a, yeah, it's definitely been an absolutely crazy time in terms of COVID, all that kind of stuff. How have you found it all on your side? Well. Oh, well, do you know what? You're the first person who's opened it up by asking me a question. <laughs> I normally do the talking, but uh, do you know what? It's been, it's been interesting. I think for the, for the, what are we in? Week six, week seven? Yeah. I'd say the first couple of weeks was, was, was scary for us all, right? We didn't know what was going on. And, um, but in the last, last couple of weeks, I feel like things are settling down. Clients are coming back. Clients that we've got are really enjoying the process. They're investing in marketing. I feel like a lot of people are talking about the things that I've been talking about as a result of, of COVID. So I'm not, I'm not reveling in it for any stretch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I definitely think that like, you know, digital marketing, online presence is, is super important, more so than ever. So in some ways for me, it's been, it's, been some, it's been some good aspects. But look, this is about you. Tell us, for the, for the listener's benefit, paint the picture. What the hell is your life like right now? So life has been absolutely mental. So I'm actually based in Clapham Junction in London, but the office that we have is in central London. And it was actually at a crazy time because we had literally just shut down our office and outgrown our office in Clapham Common and were about to move into central London, London Bridge. And on the day of moving is the day that we got the information through about COVID, everything shut down. So it was like day one, everyone's working from home. So at that point, it was immediately time to kind of adjust. And you've got all that, all that excitement that you've got going on about your new office, about all that kind of stuff. And then all of this hit. And it's, I, I found it hard at the start to adjust to managing a company completely remotely. So, of course, we've got the laptops, phones, all of that kind of stuff to be able to do our jobs effectively it wasn't actually about the team. It was about me and how I was adjusting. Yeah. And it, it was difficult. But I, what we've got to take into account is everybody, um, literally everybody, is in the same boat in terms of what we're doing. And Mantle Associates as a business specialise not only in life science and pharmaceutical, but actually even niche than that. So we've been really fortunate because we've done a lot of work with companies who specialise in the area of vaccines and viral vectors. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's, we're actually partnering with a company out in the US right now who are looking to bring forward vaccines, so they're looking to hire rapidly. And for the first couple of weeks, I spoke, well, first two weeks, I spoke with the team directly and I said, look, we're going to be dropping like pretty much all targets. And, and to be going at you guys during a a time like this is just completely unfair. I saw that some recruitment companies had set up like video cameras in their offices, filming their staff all day long. I was like, what on earth mm. are you doing? And I felt if people are gonna be in a state of probably more anxiety, more depression, which is gonna be kicking in with spending all day indoors and not being around people, 
I felt that we try and go the other way. And actually, we've been really fortunate because the sector that we've been in has been more busy than ever before. So we've been growing and growing and growing in terms of the amount of vacancies that we got on, the amount of positions. Um, so for us, it's been an exciting time. It's just been riding it out because so much of this job, you used to do it yourself and you've got a company now as well where you've got all your people in the office pretty much. It yeah. depends so much on buzz, on atmosphere, on being around people. And as a leader in the company, you want to try and instigate the fun that the company is having, instigate the environment. Um, so to do it remotely from WhatsApp or from Zoom, it isn't quite the same, but that's kind of my life. That's how we've dealt with. So tell us um, what, are you, what are you doing outside of work? Like what's life like for you outside of work? Do you know, I've been awful with like fitness. I know a lot of people are, are using this time to, to keep fit, but I've been more investing in, and it's interesting because you said at the start of this that for you guys, it's been a really good time because people are starting to pay attention more to online marketing or seeing the value in it. Yeah. And we've been using the downtime. I've been using the downtime to invest in different parts of the business. So, um, in terms of different parts of the business, what I mean is like the operational part of the business, systems, software, marketing as well. So we just launched our, our first new podcast, which was done last week, where I interview a CEO from a pharmaceutical company, Dietrich mm -hmm. Bruchman, and we've been working on our whole marketing strategy around that and how we're going to get the name of the company out there um, and spending time with family, really, as well, which has been, which has been nice. Um, so yeah, that's probably about, I'm just gutted there's no football. Yeah. It sounds like your brain is pretty much wired to think about Mantel Associates 99. <laughs> I think you're like yeah. one minute a day, you think about anything else and then you just, on basically, you are like, basically. every time I've spoken to you, it's like a million miles an hour, business, business, business. I'm like, I don't think this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's faster than me. Um, so tell everyone, I mean, for the listeners who don't know much about you guys, like, Wait, tell us, I mean, we, we have got you booked in to do a full rag episode, so I'm not going to do the whole story, but just give us an overview of who Mantel are, because you're, you're only a couple of years old, right? What, what's the story? Yeah, spot on. So we set up in, in January last year, so January 2019. Um, I previously worked for a recruitment organization, which was based in Hawley, and I worked there for just over, just over two years became their top salesperson ever. And then at that point, I kind of decided that even though the business was brilliant, it wasn't the direction that I wanted to take it into. And um, I set up Mantel Associates in, in January and we specialize basically in two core areas, which is preclinical, which is like the animal testing side. And then we have the CDMO side of our organization as well, which is where I was mentioned about the vaccines and all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and we deal basically with senior and C-suite appointments. So we started off, it was actually crazy. So I moved from, from Hawley to Wallingham randomly, like out in the middle of Surrey and set up. And on day one, you go from this huge office atmosphere. Where it, it must be like 60, 70 people at my last firm. And you set up on day one and I walk into this office. The light doesn't work. You've got damp in the corner. And I'm just thinking, holy crap, what have I done? And that is day one. And then you set up what you're good at in this job for, for recruitment is helping people find new positions, helping clients. You're not good at all the operational stuff. It's all has to be self-learn. And that was kind of it. And we've built organically. We're now up to, to seven people uh, inside the organization and we've been growing and growing and growing. And we've been fortunate with the clients we've had um, because it's, 
senior level appointments we don't have to maybe do 15 every single month to keep going but maybe two or three um hopefully more of course but sitting at, at that rate and that's where we're at at the moment and just so got seven, new... seven people um what level of experience have they got so we've got one guy our most experienced person well two most experienced uh will be three and a half years experience three mm. years uh and then the the two guys who came at the start have both been in recruitment for two years and one year so team is really really young um how are they uh, coping with this then so i think one of the one yeah, of the things true. about one of the things about working from home i think which a lot of people don't really take into consideration as much as they probably should is you know everyone's circumstances are totally different so depending on your age your um your marital situation or relationship situation, like you could have a, a very different scenario. I remember when I lived in Clapham and I lived with my best mates. Oh, wow. You lived there as well? Yeah, I lived in Clapham North for five years, four and a half years. And nice. it was it was amazing. Like, we lived with my best mates, my business partner now, and another guy who's also a recruiter. I only know recruiters, by the way. <laughs> I don't have a single... I don't think even both my brothers worked in recruitment. I think everyone works for it. Um, but uh, we, we basically just had it. We tore it up. We worked in the city all week. We went out on a Thursday. We went out all weekend. And if you'd have asked me then to work from home, I'd had like this rickety kitchen table, three of us. Mm. We would have played FIFA probably half the time. <laughs> and, and like, whereas now I've got like my, my, my wife and my, my dog and she's working personal training online. I'm working and I'm set up for it. I've got, I've, my life's calm. Like, whereas if you've got seven people pretty young, what are they, what are they how are they coping so Really good. So what we had as well was we actually hit lockdown a little bit earlier than when lockdown was started. So we got the information and we then had the choice to move into central London. It wasn't completely on lockdown, but we yeah. decided at that point because in our team, a lot of them are going to be living at home with their parents still. Right. And a lot of, not necessarily certain people, but some of them have people in their families who are going to be more high risk. So even if they were coming into central London, they're doing all that travel from from outside of London into London that they could potentially be kind of high risk people. So they've yeah. had to adjust, to adjust that situation. Everyone's adjusted well. And I think where we've been fortunate is because we've had so much on, I haven't had to do what some of the other companies have done where it's like micromanaging, calling all the time, checking everyone's busy, checking. We can see it from our results or, or from what's going on. Um, and we've tried to keep in touch as much as possible and just make sure that everyone's feeling okay. And I read an article a few weeks ago and this is where I realized, man, I'm screwing up because so many businesses were doing video calls and, and, and doing these things with their teams where they're speaking via video calls, having the conferences. And to be honest with you, coming from such a high pressure environment, where it's all about results, 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 you sometimes shut off, I think, that part of your brain where it's like, okay, we should be doing... And I started to realise in myself, I've not adjusted well enough. And as a business, we haven't adjusted to, to keeping the team spirit as highly as possible. So since we've implemented video calls and since we've done all of this, everything has been has been really good. So at the beginning of lockdown, how were you... What were you doing? Just having like a conference call or just so, message? Yeah, yeah. So I was basically phoning different people during different points a day, morning meetings and stuff like that, but all via all via telephone call. It was only when I read that another young MD who I'm friends with locally here wrote an article 
um, he works in the events business and he'd basically gone from completely zero, had to furlough a lot of his staff, and he'd written an article about how he was still video calling his staff yeah. most days just to keep in touch and how important it is. And I thought, hang on a second, I've not got any of these issues that this person has, or, or me and you both don't have these issues that, that this person has, and, and he's doing it. So, yeah, started to implement it and, and took it from there, and it's, it's helped massively. Well, I think uh, what I think most people are doing that, but I love the fact you're honest about the fact you missed it, right? I, I, we yeah. were so we were like semi semi remote anyway. So most of our team, there's a lot that didn't work in the office, and there's a lot that would do a day or two a week from home or whatever they wanted. So we had we had all the tech. I don't think I don't think there was any disruption for me in our business, but I still don't. The, the fact is, we we finished on the Thursday. I think it was the 11th or 12th of March. We came home that night and. I was watching the news and it was the day before like the real, the Friday was when it really started getting serious on TV. And then the following weeks when they went into lockdown. So it was a week before everyone had to go home. And I just was like, you know, none of us need to commute. We've all got laptops. We're all ready. Just fucking just close, yeah. the, close the office thinking it was a couple of days. And I think there was like, like you said, you didn't bring your new microphone home. Well, I didn't bring anything. Yeah. I've got low, I've got a bag full of clothes and stuff in the office. <laughs> That I only need that one back. But seriously, like I didn't, I didn't say like I didn't leave that day on the Thursday thinking it was that was the last time I was going to go to the office. So um, it was a really even now it's like I haven't seen my business partner properly for like six seven weeks and crazy. You know, I see him every day on video and he's probably sick of my grey head. But that's a, <laughs> a different topic. Um, but yeah, I think, I've noticed something well, else I've noticed as well is doing the job that we do in recruitment is of course. Something that we've seen, which has been detrimental, has been actually the amount of the people applying for jobs now, not because they've been made redundant, not because they're unhappy, but because of how badly their companies have managed the COVID situation. Really? So, so, so staff within businesses who have turned around and said, look, the fact that they're still making us come into the office or, or, or are choosing different stances of micromanagement, it's exposed, this time period has exposed... Um, I'd say the the old school type of businesses, that type of leadership, which is led by maybe fear or, or more through micromanagement, exposes those types yeah. of organisations. And we've had a huge amount of applications. And that comes into also making sure, if you're hearing these conversations, making sure that you're not doing that and making sure that we're adapting as, as well as possible. So, yeah, that's that's been interesting. Yeah, I think, I think look, no one was prepared for this. And I... I'm not going to say we've handled it perfectly. I don't think anyone can say that, but I, I think, I think one thing I've tried to do is is remain positive about what I can control. Like I'm trying to from from about a week about a week in, I was just consuming news. I remember the first week I yeah. had like, I had about three pints of Guinness a day. I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, watching the news with a pint of Guinness. Going. Uh, I, literally, I was walking to walking around, getting a few cans on the way home, and I was like, I'm turning into an alcoholic here. I'm this not. I haven't drank since, um, and I'm I'm feeling way more positive. But you've got you've just got to you just got to think about what you can control. What so where where is your where is your business now, and where do you see where where do you see us as as an industry now? Like, do you think do you think we're gonna 
have a lot more of this? Do you think we're going to come out of lockdown? What's your opinion on what's going on? Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm personally hoping, so speaking with companies in the vaccine space and also, um, well, pharmaceutical businesses in general, what they estimate is the earliest point in time that a vaccine can come to market, as you might have read online, is like nine months. Yeah. And realistically, it's going to be 18 to 24 months until that point. I mean, a lot of businesses are going to hugely struggle. Um, I can see us going back in in terms of offices and, and and smaller businesses being allowed back from what i've read and what other countries are doing um around june july time which is what i'm prepared for and to be honest with you i'm looking forward to it yeah but it's gonna have to change the way that we work i feel forever now and having the success or, or seeing the success of not only we've had but other businesses have had adapting to it all the success that you and hoxo have had doing it this way it shows you people don't need to be tied to a desk all day long to be able to, to do their job. So um, I hope that we come out as soon as possible. But more importantly than that is I hope that um, I hope that we come out of it stronger and smarter as an industry and that we learn to adapt and that people are working from home more often. Before this, for example, we brought in a policy from, from like last year that uh, everyone can work from home two days a week. Um, as a business and now my stance is going to be well it should really be every single week especially for the people who have been doing the job we don't need people around them all the time it should definitely be once a week maybe twice a week as they develop as they grow because it's not as needed no um so yeah that's my i think i think it's the flexibility you know i think if you look at like i was starting to do two days a week before this and and i think that was that, that I found it quite hard to, to adjust because I felt a bit guilty. Now I've gone into five days a week. There's so many things I love about being <laughs> at home, but I don't like the fact that I can't choose if I want to go to work. So I think giving your team the option of choosing what days and, and how many days, let's say it's one to two days a week, but you say pick your days. I think people need a little bit of choice back. They don't, yeah. then that's what was wrong with the five day in the office model. It was, there was no fucking choice. You would, you were deciding for adults how they would spend every single day, five days a week. And I think that people get fucking sick of it. In, in a world where we can, you know, we can watch TV on the time frame we want with all these streaming services. Like, yeah, yeah. remember growing up and you had to wait, well, what's on at seven o'clock tonight? Imagine fucking yeah. saying that to your kid. <laughs> I ain't got Man. any kids. But they go, piss off. I'll watch four <laughs> like, like, Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, I don't have to wait. Like, we're in an absolute, like, inpatient, on-demand society now. So, with that comes, if you choose whether I want to eat Deliveroo or I want to watch Netflix or I want to buy on Amazon or buy on ASOS or you can go on holiday through booking.com, why do you, have, do you really want your employer to say you have to wear a suit and come to the office five days a week? No. no. I reckon most people in our, in our age frame are like, I don't, I don't know if they all want to go five days a week at home either because it could be too much, but you want to know what you want choice, I think. Yeah, 100%, um, 100% agree. What do you so to tell us a bit more about this whole vaccine information and, and what is there any other information you're privy to? Because you, you sound like you've got contacts in places I don't. So, oh, mate, dodgy, dodgy contacts, but it is, uh, <laughs> now, it is, it, it is basically just that. But we've just had um, a real, a real kind of spur with it, and, and people, people optimistic. I actually shared something earlier on about COVID off the Mantel Associates page, which was right. a video of these two doctors based in San Diego. You've got to give it a watch, and it's like talking about his stance or him and his partner's stance is is like we should be going back immediately regardless of vaccines because of all of the all of the issues that are happening 
are working out and are working out worse than COVID. People staying indoors too long, not getting out enough. In terms of the way that our immune system works as well, is we need to be outside in order to strengthen our immune system. So be around people, pick up bacteria, pick up um, uh, diseases as such, but our body learns to beat them um, over time. Whereas if we're staying indoors all day, our immune system naturally gets weaker. So when we do come out of lockdown, what they're predicting is that a lot of these people are going to go back into reality and actually their immune systems are going to be so much weaker that the, that the world's going to have more diseases or more unwell people. So keeping us in a state of lockdown, sure, it's okay for these multimillionaires who have huge back gardens and people around all the time. But for the average person, especially like in London or in cities or in apartments, yeah. this is causing huge, it can be unhealthy. So I think the, the whole emphasis around even the vaccine companies is let's get people back to work because it's having a detrimental effect on everything. If you can, if you can go to a supermarket and they can organise it so clearly, like I know it's going to take a lot of planning, but surely almost every scenario needs to just have an, an, an like a, a COVID plan, as opposed to saying forget it all. We need mm. to go. Well, how do we how do we do it safely, right? Because if you keep, I don't know, people that are seriously vulnerable need to be. They need to take. They need to be. What's the, well, they need to value their own life and say, I'm not going to go anywhere. Um, and then the people around them need to be be clever and careful. But that again, it is sad when you've got like, you know, if, you, if you've got young kids and you've got your parents and your parents are vulnerable, do they see their grandparents? There's a lot of question marks. But on the whole, I, I'm, I'm hoping we can go, like you say, we can take people that are, are healthy and, and they can apply common sense to, to try and go back to some form of, of movement and normality. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And the knock-on effect to recruiters is then, you know, businesses will be back. Like there'll be more building sites open, there'll be more restaurants open, there'll be more events happening again. And then all these other things knock on to the recruitment, recruitment industry. Um, 100%. What's the, so the, what's the one thing then would you say that you've learned the most from this process and what would you take with you in the, in the new world? Working from home isn't, isn't easy. And people, people think, you just said something brilliant, which was that working from home, you used to work from home and then you, you'd see, like, you'd feel as if you weren't doing work. Guilty. And, um, actually, it's much harder to, to work from home, I feel anyway, um, especially in a sales or recruitment organisation. It's harder. So I think people need to stop seeing it as short... It, like b beforehand the whole perception of it was that the person's not going to be doing work they're going to be sitting in bed doing their thing if someone's working from home whereas now i think it, it's changed the whole perception of what working from home is um and and how it and how it works so i guess the the one thing i take from all of this is that working from home isn't isn't what people used to think it was and it has its struggles as well but the businesses should be giving people the choice and you said that part which is people should have the choice if your job is able to be done at home then you should have the choice to do it at home as well yeah have that flexibility awesome mate well look um thanks so much for taking the time it's always fun. always enjoy my conversations with you mate um, <laughs> and uh you. i'm sure the listeners will get value from it if anyone listening wants to reach out and ask you any questions are you open to that yeah of course of course right. looking forward to it well, I'll, um, guys, reach out to Alessandro. Um, he's a young owner who's doing some awesome stuff. 
sure there's loads to learn outside of this podcast. We're going to get you on the full rag very soon as well. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening again. I really appreciate every single one of you that has listened. If you um, enjoyed the show, as I, as I always say, I don't, I don't ask for money to listen, but I do ask you to do one thing, which is share this show. Share the podcast with someone you know. Get it out to a friend, a colleague, a boss, even, even a com- competitor. And uh, let's, let's, let's bring the industry together. Let's, let's stay strong and, and we'll come through it faster. Um, I'll be back again tomorrow with another story of growth um, and another take on COVID-19. In the meantime, you stay safe and I'll see you soon.